You're listening to episode number 17 of the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, my friend. It is a blessing to be able to pop in your earbuds every week. And if you haven't yet, make sure to hit that subscribe button to be notified every time we drop a new episode. All right. So today's review comes from Stefucci, <laughs> titled, Are You Out of Your Mind? She says, what do you do when you love something? Write a review. I agree. (laughs) She says, Evie and Lindsay were born to educate, encourage, and lead. When you listen to this podcast, that'll become obvious to you pretty quickly. Want to know why this podcast has become a raving success so quickly? Because Lindsay and Evie put their hearts and souls into everything they do, and this podcast is seriously blessed, y'all. The questions they ask their guests are on point, and each episode is peppered with stories that keep me engaged. I can tell everything about this podcast has been thoughtfully curated with you in mind, and if you're a creative entrepreneur, you'd be out of your mind if you didn't listen to this podcast. You don't have to take my word for it, read any of the other hundreds of reviews, or better yet, just click on any episode, press play, and see for yourself. Okay, Steph, thank you so much for saying something so kind and encouraging. That means the world to us. And honestly, guys, if you love the show and feel similarly to Steph, if you wouldn't mind pausing this episode and taking two minutes to share your thoughts with us, that would be just so helpful. And honestly, you would just, you would rock. So (laughs) thank you, my friend. All right, today we are diving into a little photography-specific Q&A episode answering your photography-related questions. We got these questions from our Heart & Hustle community Facebook group, and so if you want your questions answered on a future episode, then come hop on over and join the party. Everyone is welcome. Link is in the show notes. It's where we pull our listeners for future episode topics, future guest recommendations, and questions that you want answered. Honestly, it's just the place to be. Okay, so in this episode, we're talking about some frequently asked questions that a lot of photographers have, especially when it comes to uncomfortable and sticky situations. Kind of like what to do when a bride gives you an entire Pinterest board shot list, how to deal with controlling parents in a wedding planning process or even on a wedding day, what to say when friends and families ask you for a discount and or a free session, and our thoughts on associate programs. Lots of goodness coming your way. Let's just get right to it. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, my friend, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're so excited for today's show. It's a Q&A episode going all into some very specific photography industry questions. So let's just dive on in. Question number one comes from Ariel, and she asked, how do you deal with clients sending you Pinterest boards or asking if they can try XYZ pose without completely shutting them down? There honestly is a lot that we can talk about with this question, um, but it it boils down to this is the result, honestly, of a fundamental problem. So let's talk about that first. Yeah, I don't I don't think this is the actual problem. Yeah, exactly. I think a client asking, you know, showing you a Pinterest board or asking, you know, can we do this, 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 or hey, here's my shot list. Um, 
that is more than just a client, you know, asking that question. There's something there that you as the photographer and as the service provider need to take care of. So Lindsay, do you want to kind of dive into that? Yeah, sure. I think the first thing that you need to do is back it up way more to the front, back it up to the front. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm going to roll with it. Um, (laughs) And you may need to make sure that you're making your communication from the very, very, very beginning, very clear. And you're Mm -hmm. setting those expectations before they ever book you. Because the result of somebody thinking that they can send you a Pinterest board or, or give you certain poses to do that backs up to the fact that they don't probably trust you or, mm-hmm. or maybe they're not even thinking of, of you as a person that to trust, right? It might not be that they're malicious and be like, oh, I don't trust this photographer. It's like, they're not even thinking about that. They're thinking they want what they want and they've hired yeah. a vendor or a service provider and they didn't hire a friend or they didn't hire someone that has an elite boutique experience. And so they're not viewing you that way. So you have to back it on up to the website, to your social media presence, to your email communication. What yeah. in that, all of that, are you not doing to set expectations and to answer questions before they ask and then to start communicating very clearly like who you are and who you're not is honestly yeah. is where it goes down to. I mean, you're trying to set the groundwork to remind them from the day one that you're the pro, you've got this, and you are going to take the best care of them so that they know from day one they can relax and just trust your entire process and the entire experience with you. So yeah. setting that tone long in advance, like way back in the beginning, have long emails when they inquire, have a welcome guide if it's for, you know, a a wedding and have a outfit guide if it's for like a couple session or whatever. Um, Detailing everything, everything that you do, everything you are, what they can expect. Um, Just make sure that if you haven't set expectations or, you know, provided guides or given that incredible client experience from even before they've inquired, then yeah, honestly, you're probably going to get a Pinterest board because you haven't given the couple a reason to trust you and you haven't explained to them that you genuinely have got this from day one. So Mm. sending them like, (laughs) sending them, "Mm, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Sending them like an outfit guide, if it's a couple session or whatever, or a welcome guide that not only details the expectations and the FAQs, but also showcases your style, your work, your vibe, your poses. It's honestly like you're handing them their own little Pinterest board that they can drool over, but that they know already you're going to create that same magic and that same moment for them. So they're able to look at it and be like, oh, she's got me. He's got me like this. I'm covered. I don't even have to go searching Pinterest because she just sent me all this inspiration. So that's just those guides can be so helpful in setting those expectations and showing them what you're capable of and that they can trust you. And then I will say, as a side note, if you've done all of the above and then you still get that question or you still get a Pinterest board sent your way, don't hate your client for it. Like, don't be terrified or livid over a client sending a Pinterest board. Like, oh, how dare they? Like, they're honestly, they're even sometimes we still get them. They're trying to communicate an expectation that they personally want Don't fault them for that. Like that is not their fault. Sure. Like in the photography industry, I know we always joke back and forth of like, oh, a bride sent me a Pinterest board. How annoying. They don't trust me (laughs) as an artist. Right. But you you have to understand where they're coming from. And bar none, it is your job to give an amazing client experience and to serve them 
like hell. So if they yeah. give it to you, then take it and be like, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. And it, it shows that they're excited and they're dreaming and they're wanting this session to be the best. So take yeah. it into consideration. Don't get on your high and mighty horse and be like, oh, I'm too good for you because you sent me a Pinterest board. Like just yeah. get over yourself, honestly. Um, but doing all those things that Evie talked about will help you not get that a, a lot more. Yeah. And and to go a little bit more even specifically on how to answer them, if, if you've done all of the above and you've set those expectations, or in the meantime, if you're realizing, oh, shoot, I need to change some stuff on the back end of my client communication, fantastic. While you go to shift and ch- switch all of that up, if you get this, you know, a client sending you a Pinterest board or asking for a specific shot list or whatever, honestly, most likely they're probably just excited and dreaming, like Lindsay said, which is great. So you can respond to them by getting excited back and saying something along the lines of like, heck yes, girl, it's going to be so much fun. Thank you so much for sending your vision for this. I typically work blank. So you can fill in that blank. Like for me, I would probably specifically say something like, I typically work very spontaneous, wild, unscripted, very go with the flow. That's where I find the most magic and authenticity happens. Don't worry, I will give you prompts and directions that foster those natural reactions and moments without being, you know, too stiff or awkward. And you know me, you have clearly booked me. Stiff is just not my jam. I'm not about it. So heck, yes, thank you for sending this vision board. Let's make this dream happen. I'm so excited to integrate this into our session. Let's do it. And that's just a really gentle way to get excited, but also like subtly remind them that you don't necessarily operate by a shot list. Like it's not like X, Y, Z, you know, it's very boxy and very structured and very scripted. Like it's just a gentle reminder that we are going to make that vision come to life. And I've got your back on actually making that happen. So it's just a great way for you to encourage them and and maybe ease any fears that they're feeling that they might need to, like the reason they might need to go to Pinterest and find something or pull together a shot list is probably because they're uncomfortable or nervous or, or Mm. worried about the session. So easing their fears in your response back and, and not saying something like, don't ever send me a shot list, like (laughs) just kind of soothe the situation where recognize that they're probably excited and then ease any fears that they may be stemming from those actions. I will say, even in that sentence or in that paragraph that you just read, even having language like that on your website, kind of what Evie said at the very beginning of answering this question, you're going to get less Pinterest boards if you're very blatantly making it very clear in the copy and in your photos on your site that you are very spontaneous. You live for the wild, unscripted, go with the flow moments. Like if you say that, you're going to naturally start more gravitate and you have work to back it up. You're going to naturally start booking people that want that. And people that want that typically aren't looking for a shot by shot, like list of certain poses, if that makes sense. So yeah, that just goes to show, like be very clear from the very get go. And then also say it again, if they happen to send it your way. Uh, So I hope that answers your question. Okay. (laughs) Next question (laughs) comes from Grace. This is a fun one. She says, I'd love to hear your best tips for dealing with parents. Lol. Sometimes I have a bride whose parents won't even let them speak on consult calls, but I want her to know that this is her day and I'm here for her. It's just always a red flag when I barely get to hear the bride speak. I would agree with that. That is a very (laughs) big red flag. When we saw this question, our first thought was like, why the hell is the mom on the consult? Like I've never... (laughs) heard a situation where like you go to consult a bride and it's the parents and they don't let 
their like their daughter or son taught like that's just mind-boggling to me i mean obviously mm-hmm. i know it exists out there probably but that just made me think of a helicopter parent that needs to calm the you know what down <laughs> like let your daughter or son plan their own wedding day sharon okay anyways <laughs> we can give an eloquent answer but i just had some thoughts on that <laughs> i love it well let me dive in on some thoughts Like Lindsay just said, um, your consults should be with your couple. Like that should be your top priority. So as much as possible, I would set that expectation and make that statement. If you do feel like the parents are trying to get involved, um, you know, say something like, hey, you know, Susan and Josh, like the couple, um, your clients, hey, Susan and Josh, I would love to chat with you too, or whatever. And that way it's very clear that those are the ones that you're needing to communicate with. Not that you're necessarily being like, I will never speak with your parents. That's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Um, the parents are so important, obviously, but just making it clear that you are my clients. You are the ones I'm showing up to serve. Let me communicate with you. Um, but if for whatever reason, the parents absolutely have to be there, I would just encourage you to ask every single question directly to the bride or the groom. So directly to your couple, ask specific things that only they can answer. Like, okay, so Sarah, what was your first thought when you saw John or something like, okay, John, how did you pop the question? Were you nervous or excited or or what? Like ask them very specific questions that gets them talking and then going into details, you know, Okay, Sarah, what's your vision for the timeline? You know, is it an evening ceremony? What type of day are you thinking? Like, what's been your vision your whole life of like the time of day for your your wedding? You know, ask those very specific questions to your couple as specifically as possible. Yeah, I would, you're just honestly reframing the mind. Like, it doesn't matter if the parents are there, sure. But you're just reframing the mind to let the couple and the parents know that like the couple is your client. You are serving the couple. And then in addition to that, make sure it's in your contract that you like the couple is your client. I have it in my contract that no parent or any other person is signing the contract. Even if somebody else is paying the physical dollars, right? Like a parent could sign or sorry, a parent could pay the deposit or whatever. Yeah, pay the invoice, but your couple is your client, bar none, and making sure you verbally say that, making sure maybe that's in your FAQ if this seems to be an issue for you, um, and then making sure it's obviously in your contract. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just saying that kindly, like, don't write the parents off. Don't be rude to the parents. Like, you need to respect them. They're they're your client in in a way, like, because they're they're working with your client. They're the parents, whatever. But you, you need to make sure that it's very clear and it's understood that your client is the couple and not the parents. Yeah. And I would say from my experience, 99% of parents that I've ever worked with, with my couples are the most incredible people on the face of the planet. Like I love them. I think it's, I've only ever heard of some stories where the parents are really involved in the planning process and end up being difficult to work with. So if that's the case, I would just say like, just be cautious around working with a couple where you feel the parents are very, very, very heavy handed and or maybe controlling or seem dissatisfied, like they don't trust you, they don't like you. I would just be cautious with things like that because that can turn into a nightmare. I've heard horror stories of photographers who dealt with a momzilla or something around those lines where the parents ended up making chaos for them because it wasn't what the parents had envisioned, even though it was exactly what the couple wanted. So if you see red flags like that, my encouragement would be to begin to communicate heavily 
or walk away. Like that's that's not super normal is basically what I'm trying to say for for parents to end up being a problem and not letting their couple talk. I would just be cautious around that in general. For sure. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, <laughs> HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Okay, third question is from Jordan. She says, how would you approach or respond to extended family and friends who expect you to photograph them and or their events slash weddings for free? I'm all about doing favors for fam and friends with free shoots here and there, but it seems as though some have taken advantage of that a bit and it bums me out. What would be a respectful way to approach that kind of conversation? This is a huge question. Like, I feel like so many people can relate, like literally any photographer and honestly, any business owner, even if you're not a photographer, could probably relate in some aspect to having friends or family unintentionally or maybe intentionally take advantage of them and their services or their products um, mm-hmm. and want something for free because they know them or because they're family. So I, I'm really glad this question got asked because I think we could honestly do like a whole episode on this. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it comes down to 
just a personal decision. Um, you know, like you were saying, Jordan, you know, you're all about doing favors for family and friends. So that's great. Um, if you want to do it for free, then absolutely do it. If you don't want to do it for free, do not. Like that's totally up to you. That is completely your prerogative as a business owner to be able to say yes or no. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think you should feel guilty about that. So we're going to talk about kind of like if you don't want to do it for free, here are some conversations. You know, if you do want to do it for free. So we're going to talk about a couple options. If you don't want to do it for free, if you don't want to offer that session, you know, for zero dollars, if they ask about it, just be upfront. If they're like, hey, I, you know, I'm getting married in August. I would love to, you know, chat about you or like, I, you know, I want you as my photographer or something. I would just be like point blank and be like, heck yeah. Like I would love to chat. I will send you my prices or like, dude, I'm so down. My prices are up on my website. You can inquire through my contact form there too. If you're down or just glance at those prices and if they're, you know, doable, send me a text or call me or something. I would love that. And that might feel awkward at first, but I think setting those boundaries is so, so, so vital especially if you feel like there are friends or family who will try to take advantage of you repeatedly. Like it kind of sounds like in your situation. I mean, I would just begin to set up those boundaries from the get-go. And then if you're kind of in the middle of it, I would just not be afraid to be honest and have those tough conversations. They'll probably be painful in the moment, but I think they're going to be more healthy overall and, and allow a healthy relationship where you're not bitter or frustrated that they're taking advantage. Um, and they're either intentionally taking advantage or just ignorant of what that, you know, the strain that it's putting on you. Um, so be upfront and say something like, Hey, I have loved working with you or our shoots have been so much fun, but honestly, like my schedule is just getting so full and I am learning how to say no. And it's really hard for me, but I have cut off a lot of my free shoots this year just because I have so many paying clients or my business is growing or I'm le- I'm learning that my time is really valuable and I need to give it more to my business. I would seriously love to continue to work with you. I adore you. You're one of my favorite people, but I am going to have to start charging for shoots. I totally understand if you don't want to do that. If you want to go a different direction, there will be no hard feelings, but if you are down, I would love to send you, you know, my pricing guide so you can get the full experience as my client and I can just serve you the luxury experience as, you know, an Evelyn Grace client or an Evelyn Grace bride or whatever. And just be honest about, hey, I'm learning to say no. I've loved working together in the past, but I need to start saying no. So if you want to keep working together, we might need to start talking about payments and just be honest. I think that'll go over hopefully really well. <laughs> yeah. I think just being upfront and honest and not trying to beat around, beat around the bush is, is almost often the way to go. Like you said, if you're in the middle of it and so, okay, have you just covered what to do if you don't want to shoot it? I'm going to just a few little tips on if you do want to shoot it, what you can still do to maintain that professionalism and maintain the fact that you're a business owner and your time is valuable. So if you do offer a free or even discounted shoot for friends or family, which I have done before, like Evie's done before, like we've all done before, that's there's nothing wrong with it if it's your choice. Yeah. As long as you don't feel like guilted into it, I think. If you want to do it, like I, I shoot my sister's like maternity photos, her like birth photos, the newborn photos, like and it's my favorite thing in the world. Like I can't even imagine right. like wanting to charge her, but that's my choice. Like you know, right. if, if a distant friend asked me to shoot her wedding for free, I'd probably be like, uh, maybe not. So it's just totally your choice. Totally your choice. But if you do want to treat it just like a full paying client, still give them 
what like the experience that you would. But then my my biggest advice is to still send them an invoice and contract. Just list the discount in the invoice. So say your session is $500, put on your invoice $500, 100% discount. So then it's reflecting $0 and then still have them sign a contract. Because what that's doing is you're still treating them like a formal client. And then it's also, especially for someone that's like, maybe a distant cousin that you're just out of the kindness of your heart, you're giving them a free wedding, right? Or a session, whatever. And you're having them do that. They're seeing the dollar amount that they're not paying. So they're seeing how much you typically charge people. And then they're seeing how much of a value bomb, honestly, that they're getting. And so it's it's just like a small thing that you can do to be like, hey, I'm this is a business. I am a money maker. I'm a professional woman or man. Like, <laughs> and it's just communicating that professionalism. And especially even if you're having them sign a contract, if anything were to arise in the future, even if it was friends and family, if anything happens, you can still have them sign a contract, show that you gave them a hundred percent discount on your invoice. You can still basically show that professionalism, even if you're giving them a discount. Um, and you're just showing that expertise and professionalism that that they're mm-hmm. getting, honestly. And I think that honestly sets you up for success in the future of if they decide to come back, they realize that you gave them a hundred percent discount on like a $500 shoot or, you know, yeah. $2,000 wedding or $5,000 wedding or whatever. And there, I think that makes them less likely because they realize the work that goes into it and the fact that you normally charge big bucks for that. And they see those dollars and they might be a little more hesitant to come back and be like, Hey, can we do that again? Like 10 times a year. <laughs> um, So just some thoughts on that one. I hope that was helpful. And Jordan, if you have that situation come up again and answer with one of these things, like let us know. I would love to hear how that situation goes. But Mm, next question is going to be from Aaron. So Aaron asked, if you use associates, how does your program work? So honestly, associates are one really great way to scale your photography business. To be able to work less, make more, expand your reach, you know, provide a team service to your clients. There are honestly really like two ways to do associates. So the first way would be to hire photographers or a photographer to be your sole associate. That means they're locked into contract. They don't have their own photography business. They work for you and they don't shoot for anyone else. Now, with this method, that's where I would recommend including your team into your brand. So have photos and bios and starting prices of each of them on your website, on your inquiry form, have the person filling it out, indicate who they're inquiring with, and make it truly like a team business with you as the leader or the head shooter. Um, That just honestly allows people to realize this is, I have options here. I have cheaper options. I have the, you know, the lead option. Um, this, I, you, they get to know your associates and who you're working with ahead of time and they can connect with them a little bit differently. You can really include them into your brand. So the clients are more eager and willing to work with them. And then the other way to do associates is a little bit more behind the scenes. So this is the way Lindsay does it. So Lindsay, you want to take it away? Yeah, for sure. So Evie just kind of broke down the way to do it where it's very visual and it's very apparent that you have a team that works with you. The other way is kind of more behind the scenes, which is kind of what I do. And that is having an associate that technically has their own business themselves. Um, A lot of photographers probably do this and it's basically to hire an associate to shoot a wedding or a session for you when they're not officially on your team. But again, they have another business and because they have another business, That's why I don't promote them like on my brand or on my like website, if that makes sense. So for example, 
I have an associate here in Hawaii. Her name is Sunny and she's amazing. Um, but the reason that you don't talk or you don't hear me talk about her as my associate publicly, or I don't have at least a public page on my website for her as a part of like the Lindsay Roman team or whatever is because she has her own entire photography business. And the reason I did it that way is because I wanted an associate who I could trust to give just as good of an experience to my clients as I would. And I trusted her because she was already an established photographer. And so I made my own pricing guide for her. I have a secret page on my website that I link people directly to for her. And it's a really great way. The way I implement it is whenever I get an inquiry for a date that's that I'm already booked, then I just send her information. Um, and so that's how I do it. And I do it again, because I don't, I'm not trying to compete with her because she's still an established photographer here on Oahu. Um, I would honestly, if you are doing associate photography and really want to scale it that way, I would almost recommend the way that Evie does it or not that Evie does it, the way that Evie said um, the first option, mainly because it's more visual. And I think you give your clients more options. Um, But I, I will say I I didn't do it that way because I didn't want to train someone up. Like I wanted, I just didn't have the time. I think if you do it the way that Evie said, then you, if somebody doesn't have their photography business already established, then usually you have to train them to do the do what you do, train like you do, photograph like you do, give the experience like you would. Um, if they already do that, if they're already excellent at that, they usually have a business of their own. Um, but you can also talk to people and see if, I don't know, they're willing to just grow and learn and like take a year off of their own business and solely work for you. Um, So that's kind of why there's two different ways to do it. Um, I know Evie doesn't do an associate program and I, I don't really have an associate program. Like I said, I just have one associate that I have shoot weddings and sessions for me when I'm busy or booked already. And so that's kind of the two different ways um, that we've seen work. And I think both can work really well. It just depends on what you're willing to do and how you're willing to, I guess, organize it. Yep, for sure. Okay, that was the last question for today's episode. I hope that was super interesting and enlightening and insightful and whatever other adjectives you can think of. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you want to have any questions of yours answered on a future Q&A podcast episode, make sure to go to our Heart & Hustle Facebook community group. um, And we have posted when we need some questions for a podcast episode and you can plop yours on in there. In the meantime, if you listen to this episode and it was fun or encouraging or helpful, feel free to screenshot and share it on Instagram or social media and tag Lindsay and myself and the podcast. So our handles are at Mrs. Lindsay Roman for Linz, at the Heart University for the podcast and education Instagram page, and then at Evie Rupp for yours truly. We hope you go out and have a incredible week. Kick butt this week. We are cheering you on and in your corner. Yes, go get it, fam. Oh.